The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. Hey everybody, welcome to The Witch Way Spellcast. I am your host, Sorceress Chisholm, and there is a storm out there, an electrical storm, quite fitting for this full moon in Aquarius, the most electric sign in the zodiac, in my opinion. And uh, I'll be telling you a little bit about that on this month's episode. And also I have a special report on the Venus retrograde. And I have an interview with the amazing, fantastic, dynamic singer-songwriter, Hilda Green. So it's a packed show and I do hope you'll stick around. This storm is exactly what I've been needing. The heat has broken. It's just glorious. I'm actually feeling a lot better after um, feeling a little bit um, oppressed by the heat. (laughs) It is the 1st of August 2023 and I'm speaking to you from Tokyo town. Minasan konnichiwa, yoroshiku onegaishimasu. So let's get started. Right on cue. So this full moon is a super moon, which means that it is uh, very close to the Earth's orbit, um, similar to last month's um, Capricorn full moon. The moon is still hovering quite closely to the earth, which makes it even more powerful and uh, more impressionable. For those of you who are affected by the moon, you may be feeling mm, you may be feeling all sorts of things right now. Um, Aquarius is an, a fixed air sign, and it is uh, represented by the image of a uh, a person bearing water or pouring water into um, onto the ground or into a pond. And it is also kind of similar to the uh, figure in the star card of the tarot, if you're familiar with the Smith Rider Waite deck. So one would think it would be a water sign, but actually, no, it's an air sign. I like to think of it as an electrical sign, and its element is deep space. So it's an expansive moon. It's it's a somewhat detached, um, much like deep space doesn't have any particular personal feelings about your day to day. Aquarius is a bit like that. Um, it can be considered somewhat cold or aloof, but I think it also gives us an opportunity to take ourselves out of the mainframe. Um, and see the bigger picture. So with every full moon, it is opposing the sun, which is sailing through the sign of Leo right now, the lion, which is fixed fire. And Leo is typically a very performative, very warm, very a center of attention, um, very me, ego-oriented kind of personality. 
What's also making this an interesting lunation is the fact that the planet Venus um, has officially started on her retrograde cycle for the next month or so. Typically, it's about 40 days, 40 days and 40 nights down in the underworld. And so Venus went retrograde on July the 22nd and will be returning back to her forward motion in September, September the 3rd, as it turns out. So during this time, I'll be talking about Venus retrograde shortly, um, women and feminine people will be feeling this most profoundly and those who are ruled by the planet Venus those Taurians and Librans out there may be feeling this most potently as well yours truly included so the motto of Aquarius is I know and it rules the electrical nervous system in the body and uh, it is typically about the future what goals we're setting for the future? What are our future selves doing? What is it that we are seeking? Um, it's about what we are contributing to the greater picture or the show, the stage that is our earthly existence. And it's about our communities, um, those that we belong to. And those that we are maybe considering not belonging to anymore. So this full moon in Aquarius, wow, it's really, really coming down. It's coming down out there. It's asking us, where do we find our people? And it's also about people in general. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there. And there are a lot of us and them kind of dynamics as well so who is your us and why are you with them what is it about them that makes you feel as though you belong and potentially if you are in a community that you're considering is this really my community maybe it's time to consider leaving and going on to um, broader um, horizons so Airy, sorry, Aquarius rules the mind. It's a mentalist kind of sign. Yeah, it's kind of interested in the in the super logical, but also the non-linear kind of realms as well. Yeah, you can you can have a really interesting conversation with Aquarians about you know the existence of life on other planets or galaxies or you know, uh, strange phenomena, that kind of thing. They're very open generally to thinking outside the box. They're very expansive in the realm of the mind and usually quite um, quirky and non-conventional. So this Aquarius full moon is asking us, what do we know now that maybe we didn't before? Um, and of course, on the topic of um, mentality, it's also a good time to check in with your mental health. How are you coping? What, what ways are you helping yourself and allowing your mind to uh, be at peace? Is it at peace? Is it 
Are your nerves frayed? Are you on edge? How can you check in with that? And the best way I find is to do grounding exercises. Um, air is great. Electricity is great. It, it can amp you up. It can really make you feel like you're a... How do I say this? Aquarius energy can be very um, volatile, but it can also be very um, forceful and can change things quite dramatically. Um, but it is important for us to remember that we are earth beings and sometimes our nerves being shot does not help us out our physical form. So gravity may feel quite heavy right now. Um, this full moon and is in a T-square with Jupiter. And Jupiter is currently in Taurus. And Taurus really doesn't like change. Taurus likes to have everything in its place. And it likes to know where everything is. And Jupiter being the biggest planet, there's a lot of there's a lot of heft to this. So Jupiter's kind of not really enjoying this right now. But it is an important opportunity to check in with what needs to shift, right? So really focus on that. Try to ground as much as you can. Try not to get too frazzled by anything that's going on with electrical equipment, things like that. Allow for the frequencies to come through. Allow for the universal downloads to come through. So it is about quieting the mind as much as possible. Um, Aquarius rules the mind, whereas Leo rules the heart. So it is that axis of the mind and the heart and the two are complementary to each other so if there's too much mind you need to bring some heart into it um, another message that i got recently regarding this aquarius moon is that it's a great time to call upon your your spirit guides your angels the muses those light beings that don't exist on this three-dimensional plane but they exist in the fourth and beyond, what can they teach you? What can they show you? And can you tap into their guidance? I just gave myself a tarot reading and um, it showed me probably a few things I wasn't really happy to see, but it was kind of like, well, maybe I do need to start thinking about this differently, how I um, perceive myself and how I, how I belong to the world. What am I bringing to the world? So that's what this Aquarius full moon is asking us to do in a nutshell. So up next, I'm going to be telling you a little bit about the Venus retrograde. Okay, so Venus retrograde. This, ha this occurs usually every 18 months, and this time venus is retrograde in leo so all things leo <laughs> big cat energy okay um so the other day i was thinking okay generally speaking mercury retrograde you have some certain guidelines that can help you through don't take anything personally just um, make sure that you allow for delays computers and machines may um, not work very well, step away from the machines, these sorts of guidelines. So the Venus retrograde guidelines up until September 
So we've got this summer of Venus retrograde. <laughs> Might feel a bit heavy at times. Venus rules love, beauty, relationships, music, art, um, fashion, hair, and especially in Leo, it's all about the hair, um, big hair energy. <laughs> so, but Venus retrograde, um, she's not in her power being retrograde. She's in her shadow, right? She is returning to the underworld to go through the gate, to come back and to become the morning star and uh, bring a forth new um, insights after her ordeal down in the underworld with Hades. So here are some Venus retrograde guidelines. Number one, don't be a petty judgmental bitch. Mind your manners. If you want to say something about someone, perhaps don't say it out loud. It's really important to mind what you're, what you're saying, what you're putting out there. And it goes without saying that gossiping is really a petty, um, useless pastime. So avoid tabloid magazines, avoid celebrity gossip, news, all of that stuff. It's just very, it's, it's base. It's menial. Okay. Okay. Next one, spend time alone doing what you love. This is a really good time to get back to yourself. If you're in a relationship, if you have a partner, um, and you maybe are feeling more dependent on them, try not to expect too much of them at this time. More importantly is take care of yourself. Take care of yourself sexually, um, spiritually, emotionally. Um, go and look into what things that you love to do by yourself. Next guideline, um, don't call or stalk ex-lovers on social media. Just don't. Don't do it. They may call or stalk you. And if that's the case, they may even come into your dreams like one of my exes did the other night, which was really, yeah, I had to deal with it in my dream. And um, it was um, overall, I think it was progress, but it was not pleasant. Um, and I think it's really important that if an ex does come back into your life during this Venus retrograde, deal with it wisely um, from the heart but be honest with yourself and, you know, don't go back for sloppy seconds. It's, it's really beneath you. Um, next guideline, don't take anything that your friends or lovers may say or, or do personally. It's not about you. It's probably about them. If they put their foot in it and they say something to you that's a little off color, let it slide. It's really nothing to do with you and don't, you know, just drop them or dump them unceremoniously because it's probably nothing. Okay. So just take that into consideration. There's a lot of guidelines here, people. So <laughs> bear with me. Okay. So Venus is also about beauty and fashion. So perhaps it's a good time to throw away the old clothes, the old um, makeup, hair accessories, Maybe it's time to just give that all the boot. Go through your wardrobe, throw out what doesn't feel like you anymore, okay? Um, yeah, and on that note, um, on the topic of beauty and fashion, be mindful of 
making massive purchases at this time. If you want to buy that gorgeous $2,000 dress, it might not be a good idea. Similarly, be mindful of going in and getting any extreme beauty makeovers like Botox or plastic surgery because the likelihood it could get botched is quite high during a Venus retrograde. Um, yeah, basically it's a good time to just practice, um, very basic beauty routines, massage, things that aren't going to, you know, um, cause extensive damage or regrets. Okay. Um, facials, things like that. Um, what else? Um, on the subject of art, it's a great time to be painting or drawing or creating music, those kinds of things. Um, go and watch your favorite movies. Go to your favorite galleries um, and see art. Go to the museums. Just allow yourself to be in those environments and to not be constantly checking your phone, to be I don't know, to be conscious in this, in the realm of beauty or in the realm of art, let it come to you subconsciously. Um, what else? Um, it's also about reviewing your finances. Are things going okay on that front? Um, what is your bank balance telling you? What is your budget telling you? Could you be cutting back somewhere or could you be making new decisions regarding your finances. So these, my friends, are the guidelines for Venus retrograde. So good luck to all of you out there. It is a tough time, but it is always rewarding if we're able to keep to these guidelines. It might not be possible to do it constantly, but I'm sure you, dear listener, will know how and when when these things come up, you're like, hey, oh, that's right. Sasha Ress said, hmm, maybe not a good idea to do that. So just keep that in mind and you will be fine. Okay, I've got my Smith right away deck here. And um, let's choose a card for the month. My voice is a bit scratchy, I've noticed today. That's not great. But um, Shogun I say in these parts it can't be helped I probably just need to uh, drink some throat tea so let's see what card can help us this month this full moon in Aquarius this high summer Jesus hot outside up here in the north and um, oh yeah by the way it is also the Celtic festival of Lamas um, or the first harvest, also known as Lunasa. So a blessed Lamas, Lunasa, to you all in the Northern Hemisphere and a blessed Imbolc, the first inklings of spring in the Southern Hemisphere. What are you harvesting now in your life? I've been harvesting a little bit from my garden, which has been great, and uh, noticing things that are coming up. All right. What do we got? Let's have a look. Pulling a card. 
Okay, we got the Two of Pentacles. So the Two of Pentacles or Two of Coins, I will describe the picture to you. There is a young person wearing um, red tights, a red outfit, and a very tall red hat. And he's wearing, a, looks like an orange tunic and a red belt. He's wearing green shoes. He seems to be doing a little dance. He's sort of got his one leg up in the air and the other one on the ground. Um, in his hands, he's holding two coins with pentacles on them. And it looks as though he's juggling them. There's like a figure eight uh, loop around these two coins. And he's keeping them in balance as much as he can. In the background, there are some uh, waves and there are some ships riding these waves. The water looks rather um, rough, <laughs> so it's got a lot of movement actually to this card. So my first impressions of this card is that things are in flux right now. Um, there may be a choice that you're needing to make right now. Um, things may seem a little rough. Maybe the weather is a bit rough right now. It's kind of stormy here in Tokyo right now. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a time of movement and change. Um, and it's also about balancing things. Um, in this case, I think it's definitely in regard to finances um, and the physical realm. But it's also about being adaptable and taking things in an easygoing, day-to-day -day kind of manner, being accommodating, just enabling yourself to enjoy life from day-to-day, -day, staying optimistic despite changes and setbacks, being practical, being harmonious as much as possible, taking it in your stride, um, staying sensible is what this card is advising us to do. So blessed be. Okay, everyone, it's now time for the Which Way Spellcast interview segment. My very special guest this month is my wonderful friend and colleague and fellow creative, the vivacious, the amazing Hilda Green. Hi, Hilda. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Sasha, my saucy one. It's so <laughs> nice to be here. I love that nickname. So, <laughs> Special sauce. That's the one. You know it, baby. So Hilda is calling in from Melbourne uh, in Victoria, Australia, and uh, she and I go way, 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 way back, at least I think more than 10 years. We met through a, a mutual friend, uh, Dandelion Jackson, who is also a dynamic force of nature, creative musician, and uh, the three of us uh, played music together and we formed um, a very dynamic uh, little band called The Jills. And yeah. we, <laughs> we, we've done several shows both in Australia and in Japan. And I'm very excited to chat with you today, Hilda. And she's got some amazing new projects coming up soon. So, Hilda, can you tell us a little bit about your beginnings in music 
Yeah, so for me, I was very inspired by poetry and folk music and really drawn to artists like Bob Dylan initially, but then was also really excited by funk and rock and just kind of flew into it with, I suppose, like a a battle axe in hand, the guitar, Mm. and a pen in the other hand, Mm. and describing and kind of using my guitar as a rhythmic piece to really help drive my poetry. That was my initial starts in music and I suppose my more recent accolades is um, an album I released in 2020. That was a bit of fun. Uh, And here I am releasing new music. So hello. (laughs) Wow. You released an album in 2020? Yeah. Amazing. Big C came along Mm. and um, did all sorts of interesting reshaping of the landscape. Uh, but this album, World Keeps Whirling, was released in Feb 2020. Wow. I managed to just squeeze in an album launch in March. I think it was March or April. It was early on in the piece. Um, and then we went into this massive lockdown for two years. Yep. Um, and we've been out of that. And in the meantime, you know, a lot of change took place in my music. It became a lot more introspective because, of course, there wasn't so many opportunities to perform and to jam and to interact and collaborate. So really it became an introspective piece. Mm-hmm. And I found this producer recently that I've really gelled with. I'm, I did meet him out in the live scene, Mark Scolo, really, really cool guy and just really, really gelled with what he was doing in the live music production space and thought to myself, well, hey, this guy, let me do some recording with him and just kind of start slow and do three tracks and uh, it's come along really well. So I have three little tracks up my sleeve. Yay. And the exciting news is is that you've asked me to contribute to these three tracks. You are so special sourcing <laughs> on that and I'm <laughs> I'm just absolutely loving this international collaboration. The fact that I was able to reframe it and think, well, we don't need to all be in the same room to connect. You know, mm. We can connect in, I don't know, let's call it sort of the internet spacey uh, realm, mm-hmm. but, you know, produce stuff that, that feels intimate and feels uh, that kind of warmth of being close, you know, yeah. that we can forge closeness through the interwebs. <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say the interwebs is what I like to call it. <laughs> so we're going to play a couple of your tracks on today's program, Hilda. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the first track that we collabed on? This is called Garden Grows. When did you write it? And can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration? Garden Grows was written probably over the past four years. It's, I suppose, emerging of a couple of ideas. One of them is really the the theme of share house living and <laughs> having tea with people and people kind of going through the motions and the crazy and the whatever and then having these conversations and 
and saying to each other, well, how is your garden growing today? You know, mm. what, what's wrong with you? What projects have you got going? And, and I'm here for you, you're here for me. But it has a little bit of an element of crazy because it was inspired by some stories um, that I experienced living in share houses in Melbourne with people just losing their shit. I'm going to be honest, you know, there's a little bit of batshit crazy <laughs> kind of like um, forged into this song. But ultimately it's a song about friendship, experiencing things together, and the message is that um, friends can just kind of be there for each other, help each other, and that's ultimately what we need in our lives. Okay, let's have a listen. my plans waited for more gave me a ticket she said stand by that door it's been 24 hours still haven't arrived eyes on fire who's even trying grow 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 how does your garden Watch your soul talking with the amazing Hilda Green 
Um, and we just heard her track Garden Grows. And so this next song, Hilda, that we worked together on, I love this one. It was so liberating for me to really get into that entirely open line and let it rip. It was so, I felt myself becoming it's, open. It's a song. It's a chakra opening yeah. mm-hmm. song. And it was very much inspired to, you know, we have, sometimes we have tough relationships in our lives and uh, we need to burst open a little bit or remain open, be open. Uh, this song is essentially a reminder to keep the heart space mm-hmm. as hard as it can feel sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. um, to try and be vulnerable and connect with people because everyone's, you know, one of the lines in the song is each being's path is individually carved uh, and that is essentially it. Like we don't know what other people are going through. We don't know what other people are thinking. All we can do is have open heart spaces even through grief and pain and remain kind of open. That's basically what this song is about. Uh, it's a bit of an, an emotional one, you know, I'm feeling a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a listen to Entirely Open by Hilda Green. Sorrow lines your soul tomorrow Pure white roses Each tear from your eyes Kiss those dark clouds goodbye Bedroom roses Each moment of weakness Laps in your myself with you without these pretenses break them to pieces feel the energy the magic and the flow an entire existence each of the senses
Okay, so that was entirely open. Wow, what a liberating song. Very much about opening up the heart in spite of everything and em- embracing all the feels. And um, these podcasts I generally put out every full moon and the full moon is usually when we humans can really let the beast out a little bit, you know. I think it's, and music is such an incredible way to get in touch with that inner wildness and so thank you so much Hilda for including me on your musical journey thank you my dear and I love what you said about letting the beast out a little bit the beast needs to come out to play occasionally Mm -hmm. you know we can't always be our best face forward our best angle the person that we that we you know subscribe to on Instagram (laughs) the beastie needs to come out a little bit too and I think it's about you know, accepting that part of oneself. And the other thing that I love about, you know, this cycle moon podcast thing you've got going on is a bit of a reflection on on creativity itself. Like we don't always put it out. Sometimes it's waxing, sometimes it's waning. Yep. You know, so it's it feels exciting to have something to like literally put out there in the waves. But then also the other part of that, like the, you know, the the inky black dark night, the contemplative mm. side, like that's also, you know, the flip side of of creativity. So, yeah. It's also very important to have those times when we're not creative, when we're just receptive and we can actually allow things to come through and then we're able to interpret them. If we're constantly creating I think it would just be absolutely exhausting. So it is important to acknowledge the cycles. And and the moon is, I'm very much a moon child and I'm sure you are too, dear Hilda, and I'm sure you too, dear listener, are a moon child too. The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. So, Hilda, let's move on to, um, I wanted to ask you about your time in Tanzania. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience there and how it's influenced you? So I was born in South Africa, so I have this, I suppose, pull to keep on revisiting, you know, the home continent. Well, not necessarily home continent, but the birth continent because home really, you know, means so many different things. And um, I went to Tanzania initially through a project through Australian Volunteers for International Development uh, working for the School of St. Jude, which was created by a woman, Gemma Sissia, from 
New South Wales, a country girl that went to Tanzania, fell in love with a tour guide, as happens, mm-hmm. but also had a background in education and created this school for uh, the, the poorest, the most um, unable to get an education students in Arusha. So I had this kind of cool experience to go immerse myself in that, you know, the, the goods and the bads of, of that kind of environment, which is probably a whole other entirely different conversation. But the spinoff from there was I met a lot of uh, really great hip-hop artists mainly. Uh, there was one particular artist, uh, Nana, who is a very good friend and who I've collaborated with, co-written, and she's a singer and an artist. You know, like, so I just ended up meeting a whole bunch of artists, a whole bunch of friends, kept on returning in a sort of, I suppose, spiritual kind of reconnection, going back to Africa because it's such an open place in so many ways. You know, there's a sort of wildness about it that sometimes I feel like I'd like to just escape you know, the plastic containers and the supermarkets and the mm-hmm. abundance and the, you know, fuel guzzlers and whatever, not to romanticise, you know, developing countries. Like there's hardship there and and there's also plastic containers and stuff the other. But I suppose philosophically, like, I enjoyed going back to Tanzania because it is going through rapid growth. It still has, it's got some of the, I think, like, it's got hundreds of national parks got the most national parks in the world wow i enjoy going back there to just be part of nature and really see nature and in her beauty and Mm -hmm. i don't know i just had a really great time there i also like to just get away go to zanzibar go to arusha you know be in the beauty of of africa with her sights and her sounds and her smells and everything yeah so i've been going back a lot and i've produced some music while i was there working with local producers, local artists, um, Bonnie Kicha, which means Bonnie the Crazy One, is another notable artist that I've worked with there, Daz Knowledge. I mean, these guys are all legends in their own way in Tanzania, you know. So there's a couple of singles out there in the airwaves already um, that people can find on my profiles. One is Meet Me in Zanzibar. The other one is called It Don't Matter. And there was a song um, on my last album called Kipepio, which means butterfly, mm-hmm. which was about the journey of um, the young female to adulthood and just kind of exploring that that theme of budding into womanhood. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's already a little bit of, I suppose, music out there and this other project, One Voice, I got a whole bunch of young students involved with um, a friend of mine, Sebastian Cox, who's still in Tanzania now, a long story there as well. But um, we recorded all these young students as well singing oh, great. this song. So tell us about your launch. You're putting out this new EP. When can we hear it? Yeah. What's going on there? I'm a bit excited about it because I I wanted to do it a little bit differently. I didn't want to do a sort of pub club launch I wanted to do it in a really intimate space and I found this really beautiful space called Take Care which is in uh next to it's in Brunswick in in Melbourne anyone that knows Melbourne that's a bit of a cool area I suppose (laughs) but you know the studio itself is a converted 
yoga studio, a dance space. So I really wanted to do something where people could come and sit on the floor on cushions and in comfy bean bags and things and just sit back and, and listen to some tunes. I've got support from a couple of legends, one already mentioned, <laughs> Dandelion Jackson uh, will be performing as well and Kate Greeley. The show itself is basically three women singing their hearts out. <laughs> Excellent. What date is this happening? 23 September mm-hmm. at Air Studios. Um, which is number one Pitt Street in uh, Brunswick. Okay. You can find everything on my website at hildagreen.com. It's all there or on the mm-hmm. socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those links are just easiest place. Just look me up online, hildagreen.com. Fantastic. Hilda Green, before you leave us today, I have one final question for you and I ask my guests this question. Every single one of them gets this question. Ooh. What does magic mean to you? Magic is like a sparkling stratosphere of fourth dimension, the unknowable but the completely known. It's something that we're born with and we experience and yet we're going through, I suppose, our own physical manifestation in it in a different plane. I feel like magic exists on a slightly different plane and yet the same plane as Mm. us. I like that. Just as you said that, the crickets outside started to sing their song. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Like the nature sounds and and the symbolisms and the dreams and just the feelings, intuitions. When someone calls just when you need them or when the crickets start up but just when you're feeling it in your tantians. I feel like that's the magic of, of <laughs> life. <laughs> Beautiful. Ms. Hilda Green, it has been an honour and a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, my darling. Okay, thank you, my friends, for tuning in to the Which Way Spellcast for August the 1st, 2023, this Aquarius full moon. I hope it brings you many transformational insights into your mental state. Remember to move forward with your heart and to keep your cool during this Venus retrograde. Thank you so much to Hilda for her inspiring interview and her wonderful songs. And if you're in Melbourne, in Brunswick, I hope you'll get along to her listening gallery, which will be happening on September 23rd. So um, that's it from me. It's a bit of a shabby kind of slapdash kind of spell cast this month, but um, I'm happy that I got it together (laughs) and brought it to you. Uh, And I hope that you are... um, all well out there and I will catch you again next month blessed be farewell the witch way spellcast with sorceress chisholm